informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome to this podcast. It's none of those things. Brian here and Elliot is with me. It's just the two of us tonight. Elliot, what's shaking? Oh, I had some great pork belly at Ebony Food and Music tonight. And the burger was great too. But that, that I mean, I'm a pork belly fan. It's been a long time since I've had pork, a good slice of pork belly. My wife was mad at me because I didn't save her any. I like I got her oxtail. She liked it. She was happy. You ate pork belly and gave her oxtail. Because that's what she asked for. She, she saw the menu. Like I was just getting it ready because I made dinner for her every day this week. And so, so I'd like to celebrate because Jay, who's normally a, a reoccurring guest on the show, had gotten... Really good score on her, on his PSATs, and, and he's taking up playing bass, you know, guitar, and all these oh, other yeah? things. Yeah, yes. And so, and, you know, Walter's all the bit of three years old, and he's now, he's he's replaced watching TV to actually sitting there, pulling up a chair, watching me cook, which is bonding. And he's following instructions, learning how to take direction and all that. You're and, a regular barefoot contestant, buddy. Yeah, but, like, not as pretty. Um... You know, but the thing is, is that so I was just doing um, those. You know, just that, that's what was going on, and I so I, I took care. I took care of the queen, and I was like, I really had gone in there just to get some burgers for me and 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 Jay, and of course Walter got his mac and cheese, which was good too. Actually, you know, I was jealous, um, kind of, but the pork belly got me over it because I really wasn't thinking about nothing else after I got my hands on the pork belly. So. What have we learned tonight? That, like, um, if I want to talk about it, I need to have brought some for my my co-host here. And I didn't because I was, like, a real selfish ass. So, but but tonight, but, but I didn't. I was, I, was, I was good and bad Elliot at the same time. And it was delicious. I'm, I'm not going to hate on you, although I'm a little upset. I'll get over it. They'll, they'll, oh, they'll be next time. It'll be next time. Yeah. So, no. what was shaking with you? Well, I, I think that there's a more important lesson. Which is? Is that it's a lesson we use in the lab. Which is? Don't give them what they ask for. Give them what they actually need. Oh, so she needs so, pork belly. So even though she asked for oxtail, uh-huh. you should have assumed that when pork belly was involved, you should add some pork belly. Yeah. But I feel like that's a good default stance. Is just add pork belly. Yeah, you you're not wrong, but I guess you could say <laughs> I I I that Texas governmented that decision. <laughs> I had eight years to fix it, and I just didn't get to it. I was I was fine. <laughs> Everybody else need to get their own, and that's all I'm gonna say about politics because it's not politics is not as tasty as pork belly. 
Uh, I mean, if only politics and pork belly were comparable. I mean, it would because because and and by comparable, I mean let's improve politics to be more like pork belly, right? Like delicious and loved by everyone. Exactly, because let's face it, because they always talk about adding pork to the to all the bills that are going through, but none of it is tasty as none pork of belly. It's salted, sliced, it's and grilled, right? <laughs> You know, it's stuff that we can't eat, can't use, and, and, and whatever, whoever, and whoever that's for that they're ruling on ain't got nothing to do with us. Like just taking our money. For any of our, uh, and for any of our listeners who are keeping it kosher, we do apologize. No, we don't. No, no. Y'all are missing out. The pig is a tasty animal. Yeah, and we don't, <laughs> you know, and we, and although we do respect there are people like vegans and, and, and certain groups that don't touch Pork belly. Hey, you do you. That's right. That just means it's more for us. <laughs> that we don't we don't shame you. Don't shame us. <laughs> Pass over the pig, please. Of, <laughs> Pass over the pig. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am, I, I am so sorry. I'm, I'm our, so our sorry. Our kosher friends are getting upset right now. Yeah, I know, but but, but I'm from I'm, I'm from Ohio. That's just pigs are we, we like the pig there. So <laughs> I had an idea. For tonight's episode. Roasting. Roasting the episode? No. Terrible no. plan. No, but roasting the pig with wild duck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All about roasting the pig. Barbacoa. With, oh, with, yeah. You know what would really would be epic? And I'm going to let you go to that point, but manwich sauce with barbacoa with a hint of pico de gallo. That needs to happen. And we can make that happen. <sighs> Your love for pico. Medium pico, not the spicy. I'm too old for like that. That that's not that ultra spicy stuff. Let Jay have that. He he, he takes that and runs it because he knows that I can't. I won't go I, there. It's not the heat that that gets me with pico. It's that most of the time pico has too much onion mm. and too much cilantro. The one that I get doesn't. Yeah, the one that I get because HB makes a good one. Yeah. I don't hate Pico. And by the way, HEB, if you want to sponsor us, if we just drop your name, that's fine. Just check with Brian. Uh, as much money as I've spent at HEB in my life. Yeah. And I've only been down here six and a half years. Right. I made up for lost time at HEB. I'm telling you. <laughs> so I had an idea for tonight's episode. Go ahead. And I called it Quick Hitters. Oh. So instead of us just doing like two or three topics and going for an hour and a half uh-huh. on those two or three topics, I got a whole page of stuff here. Okay. And I'm thinking we max out at five to ten minutes on each thing. Uh-huh. I think a lot of this stuff, we're going to be over it in one or two minutes. Well, that's fine with me. You want to give this a shot? Yeah. First topic. J.J. Watt. Going to Arizona. Oh, easily. Our Arizona. boy got paid, but he's not going to play with his brothers. I have fear that his brothers will join him in Arizona after their contracts run out. <laughs> they came when they came to going to Pittsburgh, he turned down for what? Oh, he turned down two watts anyway. Yeah, so it's not as bright as it could be. <laughs> but here's the deal. Arizona did pay him and I think that Arizona is a very interesting team. It definitely sets up for a real nice defensive front. Him and uh, what's the name, Chandler Jones, ridiculous together. They'll be it'll be awesome. It's gonna be like when he had Clowney. Uh-huh. Clowney didn't perform all to what we thought he would, 
Yeah, he kind of clowned him. But he took enough attention away mm-hmm. that JJ's numbers stayed up there. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not going to get mad at JJ for pulling up to get the money truck, and he feels like that's an organization going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I agree. You Compared to the Texans going in the very wrong direction. And I know, you know, about probably close to half of our listeners are not in Texas. Uh-huh. And so they're probably sick of hearing about the Texans. But let's face it, the right direction is just the fact that it was out of Houston. <laughs> like, well, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's that's literally point no does number one point <laughs> like yeah, I don't have to be in Texas, don't have to be in Houston, right direction to just get out. <laughs> like, I mean, now, that said, the NFC West is a freaking murderer's row. Is it though? I mean, we'll see. And it's not as strong as it used to be. There was a lot of times where the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals were a joke. And the Niners have been a joke for quite some time until the last couple of years. Basically, the, the, the Niners made me want to go ahead and take a knee. If I pray enough, maybe the talent will come back. Oh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Deshaun still wants out of Houston. There is nothing they can say at this point besides we're selling the team to a black guy. Mm-hmm. I I hate to say it like that, but I think that that's where Deshaun's at. He's just like, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. I will not play here with this ownership and leadership group. Okay, well, the way I feel about that is simple. As a, On the business side of things, I think that he shot his wide way too fast. Because the contract hasn't come into play yet. It's not kicked in yet. And, like, so you're doing all of this and forecasting that you're not going. Because the contract was it's, it was put in the frame to play and he's going to get paid. So, like, the contract's not even coming to play yet. So there might be, you're giving the team wiggle room to possibly no one win the contract. Because they haven't paid a dime on that one yet. And it's still on, he's still on the old one. And I think the new one goes into effect this year. This year, but because his cap hits huge, right? But it hasn't, but it hasn't gone into effect yet. So I mean, so this year, but later on this year, but not yet. See, and although he has, I mean, look, the the, the um, Texans as an organization are more like the Southern version of what the Cleveland Browns have been. They're good, and then they're not. They're good, and they're not. But they pedal. The difference is the Browns are more humane about it. They don't pedal hope. They're like if they're good, they're good. If they're not, they're not. It's like whatever. And the, the, <laughs> the, the, the Texans actually were like, we're going to be good this year, and then they're not. Uh, kind of like you know, person with a bi- talk about a team being collectively bipolar. <laughs> yeah, I said it, and so that's so. But Deshaun knew this, and he signed the contract anyway. When you right. could have gone anywhere else, you're a contractor. You don't have to. Do that. You get it. Because in Texas, there's the right to refuse business, refuse service. Well, and what I find interesting is that he signed that contract with the assumption Bill O'Brien was still going to be there. Like, talk about a terrible decision process. And But Bill O'Brien wasn't that great of a coach anyway. No, he was terrible. I could have done as good as that. (laughs) I saved him some money. 
not just Deshaun wanting out, but apparently Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle. For similar reasons. Well, not really. really. No, no. Russell Wilson has been sacked more than anybody. The poor bastard's running for his life all the time. Uh And apparently he feels like the organization is not doing enough to protect him. The proof is in the pudding. They're not. Well... Yeah, but but here's the thing. They come it comes to the business aspect of it. He likes this big contract that he signed. All right, that means that they the money that they could spend to get the quality individuals. Oh. All right, and then like because Tom Brady was always shaving money off of his contract. The old salary yeah. cap conundrum. Like Tony Rumble did the exact same thing. That's the reason why he was so protected. Didn't help him. And, <laughs> now it, it 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 did actually for a while because Tony Rumble's numbers were killer. Right, it like that. Like for all the jokes, and I'm, I'm not even a Tony Romo fan at all. But I will give the man his due. I am we, a Tony Romo fan. We, 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 you look at his numbers; his numbers good. Like he was, he he, he had some quality play. But like they, their defense, on the other hand, I mean, I could get like at least seventy yards on them and my they own were, self. They were interesting in that they couldn't put it all together. Never could. When they had a good offense, their defense was garbage. When they had a good defense, the offense was suffering. Or Romo would get hurt, you know, and then you had the the parade of backups, kind of like what they had this year when Dak got hurt. Yep. And, you know. Yeah, because Dak got on the good foot and did the bad thing. Um, he did sorry. a bad thing to that good foot. I hope <laughs> they're saying he might be back by April. Good thing is that he good was, on you, Dak. Congratulations good he, on your successful surgery and rehab. Because he, he he was he was no he was never a Michael Vick. He was mobile enough. Right, and but he never sold himself as Michael Vick. No, he didn't. Which is why, like, Cowboys fans should not be nervous about his mobility. The thing with Dak right now is he's looking for a contract, mm-hmm. and I don't know how that's going to work out for him. I know because Jerry Jones now has a has at, at his disposal. Do I go for a Deshaun Watson who has no injuries, or do I pay the pay Dak? Deshaun had injuries. He's blown his ACL twice. Yeah, but like not his rookie year, he played like four games and then blew his ACL. Yeah, but he's been like he's been fairly he's durable been since then, right? Dak just like he had his issues. Like, Dak should have gone ahead and signed the contract last year. That's really what it came down to. It. See, there you have it. <laughs> I think Dak thinks he's somewhere in between Mahomes and Deshaun. Okay. Because Deshaun signed first, kind of set the market. Uh-huh. Then Mahomes broke the market. And Dak, I think, wants to be in between those two. Right, but you know what? And based on their performance without him, he might be able to make a case. Like, like them being kind of bad... The whole year without him, I mean, they weren't that good with him. No, but I will. This is this, this is what I feel about. <laughs> but they couldn't stop me running okay. down the field. So okay, so here's 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 this is where I am with that. Okay, so Mahomes is like your Maserati. Deshaun is the Ferrari, right? Okay, the only way that Dak is in between the two of them is because is he's the Honda Sonata. That part in the parking spot in between the two of them. Wow! <laughs> like, Hyundai is a really good car, but you're not going to confuse them with the Maserati or the Ferrari. Like, did you just drop your car in as the example of the bad car? I mean, it's that like, it's not a bad car. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that like there's a I meaning, but but you're not going to confuse it with the with the Maserati, are you? Listen, okay, so I think we can do a little bit better with that comparison because I think Dak is a good player. 
But like I said, Hunt is a good guy. We will like we will make Dak a Cadillac. No, that's like a leak. Not, not well. I mean, compared to those two supercars you just brought out. <laughs> so Russ hasn't made a trade demand like Deshaun has. Okay, he's a he's a Genesis. I'll give him that. He's a Genesis. There you go. That's a, just a land of confusion. We'll get back to Genesis. <laughs> yeah, because there's a there's a tiger in that tank. See now <laughs> you you did a little spoiler. <laughs> and he wish he, he he drove that vehicle like it had a spoiler. Man, so, that's a electric car. Russ hasn't made a trade demand, but he did somehow it got out a list of teams he'd like to play for. Okay. Among those was the Cowboys. Okay. Uh so I bet his wife has something to do with that because she's a she's a music artist and she needs to be somewhere like has a really good music scene. And Seattle just ain't it. I mean, Seattle used to have a great music scene for grunge. For grunge, yeah. <laughs> what did what does Sierra do? I don't think Sierra is one two stepping with yeah. some team spirit. No, <laughs> she's she's not going to sing a Pearl Slow Jam. But that being said, though, <laughs> nothing for that Pearl Slow Jam. I will say this though. That being said, I did play some Nirvana for Jay because he was taking up, uh, he was taking up bass. bass? Oh, there's a killer. Yeah, Nirvana has like I, all of their music has killer bass line. Put some of that on, and then he could hear that. Like then we just went through like a whole trip of different epic bass solos music. So yeah, did you introduce him to the Chili Peppers? Not yet. Oh, dude! But, but 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 we went from the legendary Papa was a Rolling Stone, oh, Temptation, right? That, 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 that's that's where we started from there. They went from there to then some other R and B, then just went into like rock, like because there were some records. Like, I just disclosed to him that quite frankly, one of my favorite singers has been was a fantastic bassist, and that was Sting. Yeah, St- like Sting, like he was with the Police. And with him, that he could really, I mean, he could make that 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 bass guitar. Hum. You know who else was a frontman slash bass player? Who? Paul McCartney. I believe it. Also, uh, Getty Lee okay. from Rush. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> and they have some nice bass lines. He played Rush. Like, this is like you on the YouTube, I guess, with like top yeah. bass, and then just let it run, autoplay. Yeah. Um, look at some Dave Matthews stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, Dave knows a thing or two about guitars. I'm well, his bassist, Stefan uh, Lassard, uh-huh. is phenomenal. I'll have to see if I can dig it up. I have the Central Park concert from, like, 2001. But, you know, because uh, the song was, like, 10 years ago. There was, there, was a, there was a song that came on this album. It was the last one that had their original saxophonist on it. Um, and the song was called Stay American Baby. Uh-huh. But what made the song was the bass line. Because, I, because, 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 you, because you had the lead, you had him playing the guitar the way he plays it, but there's, you could, you could, the bass line was like carrying oh, the, yeah. the edge right on through oh, yeah. it. And, um, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite songs that I've ever heard. Another good one, uh, Crush. It opens with the bass. Mm-hmm. Really good. I used to be able to play that opening part, uh-huh. but I haven't had a bass in God. 15 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe less than that. But it's it's been a minute. Uh-huh. I, I have wanted to get another one. Mm-hmm. I thought about getting an acoustic one. Right. But I'll probably just get a cheap electric one and 
play around. Mm-hmm. I like a good base. So we go from quarterback uncertainty mm-hmm. to quarterback certainty. Big Ben coming back for 2021. Finley Trojans. The Steelers worked out a deal. I don't think the money specifics have come out yet. Mm. Hopefully he left them enough wiggle room to re-sign some other players. Two of their biggest free agents are Juju and Bud Dupree. And I saw some cases for either for both of them going on their way. Bud Dupree, the... Oh, what's his name? Hightower is the guy that replaced him when he got hurt this year. And he played great. And that system is great for edge rushers and linebackers. And, you know, you got to keep in mind, you got on the opposite side, you got T.J. Watt. Anybody's going to look great. Besides T.J. Watt. Just like everybody looked great when playing on the opposite side of J.J. Watt. Right. Because the league is merciless whenever you don't play next to JJ. Oh, <laughs> did you just like make a Whitney Merciless joke? Like he needs to like I'm pretty sure like, that first name does not match that last name at all. No, because his his <laughs> you know because really he it's plays great last name for a linebacker is just that first name being Whitney is just troublesome. I, I, I know because you still gotta live up to that name. And right now <laughs> without without JJ he has nothing. Nothing. Oh nothing Without him. (laughs) Sorry, Whitney. Well, you're gone anyway. So, um, wow. But I will always love you. You I don't know why, but the only other Whitney song I can think of right now is I Want to Dance with Somebody. (laughs) And it doesn't work. I I don't know why I can't think of any other Whitney songs right now. But moving forward. So, we have entered Lent. Neither of us are Catholic. No, but it's great fried fish season. Yeah, there you go. So, they made an announcement in Fostoria, Ohio. My family family, and friends are in there. The same spot that Brian and I have talked, I've talked to Brian about for years is frying up walleye once again. <laughs> like every Friday. Fried walleye. If you guys have not had fried walleye... Now, granted, with every any dish, all depends who's cooking it. But like this place, I don't know the name of it, but I can take you there. Just go to Fostoria. It's not that big, literally. It's, it, in Houston, it's, it's a block. But anyway, the fish is phenomenal. Just a couple bucks, and it's all you can eat. Now, Brian and I are older, so all you can eat is probably like a plate. But like, if I took my son, you speak for yourself, pal. Hey, well, do you have some walleye nuggets? Listen, I I could probably make them drop the promotion. <laughs> that might be a spot to actually when this podcast and none of those things goes on tour. Like we have to do that. <laughs> like because we, we, we'd have to. There's a number of spots up in Northwest Ohio we'd have to hit, and we, the best time to do it would be now. So that way we can hit them as well as go like to Wilson's. New Regal for the barbecue ribs that I told you about that are always that are, that are killer. Like literally, there's probably a name to the barbecue place, but everybody around there knows what I'll call knows it as New Regal by the town name. They have a blinking light again, like Fostoria. 
If you blink, you miss it. Hey, at least they got a light. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but then, you know, but but then 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 end it, then end it with a nice dessert from Dietz's ice cream. Lord have mercy. Is is this the Fostoria promotional tour? Is the actually that's Finley. Finley, Finley, because Fostoria is like basically like the Twin City. They the that's the where I had, you know you and I had off the record and talked about the fact of like said that that's about to go on the record because everybody knows about this. Somebody in the founding fathers of Fostoria decided that it was having I seventy five go through Fostoria was a bad idea. <laughs> so, I mean, they've maintained their small town quaintness. <laughs> they just kept on getting smaller, <laughs> like you know, and just keep on shrinking. Uh, you know. short sighted local government. Exactly. No, because everything only matters when you're around. Um, Finley has been you know, raking in the money from that. Just. From that alone. So, there you go. You brought me into what I wanted to talk about. With it being the Lenten season. Uh-huh. Now, neither one of us are Catholic. Nope. Um, I've given up stuff for Lent before. Mm-hmm. Just because I thought, you know what? Let me do something for 40 days or not do something for 40 days and make myself a better person. This year I gave up giving giving things up for Lent. God may not be pleased with me about that and we'll have to talk about that later. You know what? Here's the way I feel about that. 2020 was an extended Lent. Pandemic. <laughs> 2020 the whole year was Lent. <laughs> yes, exactly. Come on y'all, we all know like we like every we had to give up everything for a whole year. Couldn't go out to eat, couldn't go to a bar. Couldn't go to the pool hall to shoot pool. Anything they had a gathering, just couldn't do that. Couldn't really watch football like we wanted to. Couldn't go to the football games that we wanted to. Couldn't do a... R.I.P. Roughnecks. I mean, so... Come back next year. Let's see. Yeah. We miss you. Come on, The Rock. Bring him back. Anyway, the point I'm making is we had all of that last year. So this year, I concur about not giving up everything, anything, because last year I gave up everything. Everything. So my default move anyway is to be giving up carbs. Yeah, well, it's not going well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I shouldn't say that. So here's what I want to talk about. Every year at Lent, there's a couple fast food restaurants that break out the fish sandwich. Yes, and these restaurants that do it part time do it well. Yep. I want to give some kudos to Wendy's. Okay. To Arby's. Yep. To Popeyes. Yes, that was a new entry this I year. I haven't. I haven't tried it yet, but I have. oh, it looks good. I have. What is I it? Ha- a Cajun fish sandwich. Cajun flounder. Oh yeah. See, here's, here's here's the thing that makes this so killer. See, because remember when you came down six years ago. I told I took you to Galveston, right? And it was right in the midst of the Flounder Run. This yeah. Time, this this is so it just so happens that the Flounder Run is during Lent, right? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It was September when you took me down there. Okay, well. Or October. No, I thought it was the springtime. No. Okay, well. Anyway, <laughs> the, the the Flounder he get it readily down there in Galveston, right? And like during the sort of and and they, they got it and they they cooked it perfectly. I don't know if I'd eat anything caught in Galveston. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Flounder. I'm pretty sure, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Flounder is more places than just Galveston. But you know, well, yeah, but I'm just thinking, especially after my experience at Bayou Golf Course, where 
the course like flooded mm-hmm. and there was just like this sheen of crude oil. Wow. It was terrible. So that course, it, it's a fun course, but it's never dry. Well, I mean, it because, is a sandbar. Well, and that's the thing, like, now, Bayou is in Texas City. It's not in Galveston, uh-huh. but it's right on the water. And so, like, they are cart path only in the morning uh-huh. on the front nine because mm-hmm. of high tide. Right. So, Wendy's does a killer fish sandwich. Yes. Arby's does a killer fish sandwich. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Carl's Jr., Hardy's to those of you east of the Mississippi. Yeah. I think they went to year round with theirs, and it's phenomenal. It's a beer battered. Yeah. So, and I actually, I've only had the Wendy's one so far this year. Church's does one. Yeah? Yeah, let's keep on moving. So what do you think (laughs) the best? (laughs) So Um, what do you think the best of those fish sandwiches is? Let's say, like, and, and KFC, we're glad that you did not step up to the plate and do it. I'm, we're just glad that you did. We we forgot. I mean, Long John Silver's always does fish. Yeah, but they're they're part of the, that regular. That that's a year round thing. They right. They it's, made fish and chips. A thing. It's their thing. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and they and, do it well. Yes, they do. Their their, their batter is that you can put that on anything, and it's going to be good. And, <laughs> you uh, ain't lying. I mean, it's like you. It's, it's like, in fact, Long John Silver's fish and their chicken, for that matter. Chickens, the chickens legit. I'm telling you, it's like it's like this. I, I classify them as like pizza, like because no one's really going to say no to pizza. You put someone brings in pizza, even if it's like I hate mushrooms. Okay, I do. I'm not. I'm not a mushroom fan. So, but if you lay down a mushroom and pepperoni pizza, I'm still eating it, right? Because it's pizza, right? That's Long John Silver's. I mean, like it's a shame that their management can't like you know handle their money right because they because the product is fine. <laughs> like they just can't manage money with them, whatever you know. I've never gone into a Long John Silver's and didn't like what I got, and this is going back to childhood in Podunk, Finley, Ohio. I love Finley, but I'm just saying, Long John Silver's is the epitome of fine dining in Podunk. Yes, it is, and Captain D's. We can't forget Captain D's. Do you have a Captain D's? No. Captain D's, oh my god! I feel and, like there's a Captain D's around here. Well, uh, there should be because there's one. There is one. There, there's in one Deer Park, I think. Okay, that wouldn't surprise me. Or is that Captain something else? There's a seafood restaurant that has a Captain. Well, Captain. Well, <laughs> yeah. If it, there's a couple of bars that have a Captain Morgan, if you know what I mean. Um, everybody does. does. Everybody does. <laughs> All right, but Captain D's, um, they are really good too. Captain D's nuts. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> and, you know, we had Captain D's and we had Long John Silver. Captain D's was phenomenal, too. You can't go wrong with it. And But Captain D's and Long John Silver are sparingly in Houston. They're just not, I mean, they're there, but then they're not. You got to, like, know where the where they are. I feel yeah. like I, I looked up Long John Silver's one day because we, we were talking about it uh-huh. at work. And we just were like, man, we could eat Long John Silver's for lunch. Uh-huh. And we looked it up, and there was like not one within twenty minutes. Now there is one close to here. Uh-huh. And I've only been there like twice the whole time. I've lived here three years and change. Uh-huh. I've only been there like three times. Right. The line is always forever in a day. Right. The other thing, Long John Silver's does great with the fried fish, the fried uh-huh. chicken, the shrimp, the lobster bites. 
the lobster bites are delightful. Clams. The, the clam strips, they're delightful. Uh-huh. But they kill me on the sides. Hush puppies. The hush puppies are all right. But I, you know what I hate from Long John Silver's? The which col- is The coleslaw. The coleslaw. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, but... The KFC, it's the same coleslaw as the KFC, but for some reason, KFC does it a little bit better. Well, like they, it. It's like they tweaked something. Because KFC has more sugar in it. Is that what it is? Yep. The Long John has more vinegar. I feel like I would dislike it in the opposite way. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. Because I don't love it. I don't like a ton of sugar in coleslaw. Yeah, but... I don't even put it in. When I make coleslaw, there is no sugar to be found. I don't put vinegar in either. Yeah, well... My my coleslaw is mayo and mustard. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a squeeze of vinegar, but I'm not putting sugar in there. Yeah, it is, it's just KFC's is sweeter. That's what they but 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 here's the thing though, like it's kind of like like I, I tell you, man. I've told plenty of young men when they're going out on the dating a woman and stuff like that. They're like they're worried about the hair. They always complain about what the girl's hair looks like and all that. So then I say, if you're worried about her hair, you're worried about the wrong thing. Like going along, Justin Silver. Like if I'm worried about the coleslaw, like. I'm not. They're worried about the wrong thing. I'm, I'm not there for the coleslaw. I'm but I feel like the sides make a difference. Eh. Like you're spending money on them. You want to. You want to get something you like. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're gonna eat thirty fish planks. That's fine with me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're acting like thinking like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crying over that. That's fine with My, you, but how does your heart feel about it? I mean, like, considering that the, the, the coleslaw has mayonnaise and everything else is sinful in there anyway, like, you know. But I feel like, I feel like after the first, like, dozen or so fish planks, your body's going to be like, please, give me some kind of vegetable. Yeah, I don't classify coleslaw as a vegetable. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I like, yeah, it has, just because it has cabbage in it, it has, I mean, they might as well put juice, use sauerkraut or kimchi instead. I mean, it's still, it's still cabbage. <laughs> I feel like you probably find that at a restaurant. Now, so you talked a little bit about some of the best fish you've had. Yeah. Because we'll move on beyond fast food. Because realistically, even as good as these uh, these fish sandwiches are, uh-huh. they don't hold a candle to a good local fish and chips or a good restaurant. No. Uh, uh-huh. place that I really enjoyed the fish and chips... And their coleslaw was good. Mm-hmm. Was placed back home, I think. Let me remember. It's now called the River House. It used to be called Portobello's. Okay. Fantastic fish and chips. A big old piece of cod. Uh, beer battered. Nice coleslaw. Uh, fantastic. Right. Any any British listeners, which we had at least one at uh, one point, according to uh, according to the analytics. Right. They're like laughing at us like Get out of here with your fish and chips. Yeah, I know. The best the, 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 <laughs> the best fish and chips I ever had was I went to London. And it, and if you've been listening to the show for quite some time, I'm all about going to the origin of where certain dishes are from and having it the way people there do it. So that way you know Ooh, what somebody, is a, Somebody's fancy. I nah, like nah, to travel. No, nah, I don't like to travel. Like, say, I like to travel when it's free because I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> Um, so while I was there, I was like, you know, I just made a, you know, yours truly, and Brian will attest, will, will, will vouch for this, I go down rabbit holes. So I'm like, I'm in London, spot that, known for, that's where fish and chips is from, 
guess where I'm going? Guess, guess what I'm having in every menu, in every restaurant? Fish and chips. Of course, I was, the same with Grace was during the time that was when they were having the whole mad cow disease thing in, in the UK. So, like, beef was just was like. You couldn't get a burger. Nah. So, <laughs> so in that case, then, like, and because and, and, the other thing I wanted to have was London broil, but that was not happening that year because of that. So, fish and chips it was, and my God, I was just Speaking like. Speaking of your God. Yeah, I know. Fish and five loaves. Even Jesus was down for, like, fish and chips. Listen, Jesus, ultimate fish and chips fan. Yes. He was down with the fish sandwich. And he kept it coming, too. Like, and, he can, and he can supply the wine. Just plenty of water. Just right? dip your finger in it. So, I, I figure Jesus is the ultimate Long John Silver's manager. Mm-hmm. Or, and I think this is even better, he is the ultimate wedding venue owner. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Catering, uh-huh. done. Exactly. As long as you like fish and bread. And wine. And wine. Yep. And who does, and you know what? Just on the wine alone, that would be. <laughs> if you drink enough of the wine, it doesn't matter what the, the fish, fish and bread is, tastes like. You might not even get to the fish and bread. Just like, hey, just, hey like now the other thing, yeah. I, who better to officiate a Christian wedding than Christ Himself? Right. Like, but this is one stop shopping. But you, but you, but, pa- but you, the power vested in me by my dad. I now in the state you, of Texas. I now pronounce you man and wife. But can you imagine the pressure though? Because 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 every other anybody else's wedding after that is like you know you don't have Jesus. So like the whole vows thing, like you, you yes, you making a vow between God and everybody else. I mean, with God as your witness, but God actually like sitting right there, like and. and Jesus, you but you. And he'll know if you're lying. Yeah, he'll know if you're lying. And then also they like, tend to divorce one another. Like Jesus, also Jesus pops up. Like remember, I was there. I literally was there. <laughs> I'm like I'm saying no. Like you know, you know. I said like you know, make a vow when you keep it. <laughs> so I heard about something that I found fascinating. You know, there's like the, all these like Christian networks, and they're they're kind of like based around a mega church, and they mm-hmm. make their own TV network. Uh huh. So there's this one network that apparently they were doing a donation drive, as uh-huh. these networks do, uh-huh. and supposedly the donations were to support Israel. You know, the country. Right. That can afford to buy weapons right. for billions of dollars from the United States. Uh-huh. Do they really need your grandmother's support? No. No. Who needs your grandmother's support is, is that preacher who has named his right pocket Jerusalem and his left pocket Tel Aviv. And he's looking to fill up Israel with money. Uh-huh. I have a thing with a lot of these um, prosperity gospel churches. Um, our old buddy Joel Osteen, who was smart enough to open up his church during the deep freeze, right? <laughs> well, it's easier when the, the, whole, the whole town was flooded. You know exactly, and and we've talked about this before. Like people like really railed on him about Harvey, and it's like. You understand that church was like an island, like it was flooded all around. 
People couldn't get there to staff it. Right. Because he's only one man. And it got, and Jesus walked on water. Jesus made miracles. He's Joel Osteen. Right. So he might be able to open Yeah, he could unlock it. But what else are you going to are you going to need? Then y'all could be complaining. Why did he have the staff? Well, because that's people that actually run the building. And those people were in the community with everybody else that needed help. And they, I know because my wife was had just given birth. So at the time, she actually was one of the people that worked at the church. Right. So I'm supposed to somehow be okay as a, a her wading through the water. We're seeing like she just gave birth just so that way somebody else. <laughs> I said, nah, I'm good. And, and so, well, here's the thing, though. Like, <clears throat> people were talking then about how all the local churches and mosques and synagogues, like, the local ones were opening up and opening their doors to help people. Uh-huh. Well, sure. A small local church has a small local congregation right. that can get to said church. Uh-huh. Or synagogue, or mosque, or you know whatever. Because the road, those roadways were clear. But that, well, it's just it's it's a matter of local, right? You know where we lived at the time. Mm-hmm. I lived three blocks away from you, right? We could only go about a mile and a half in any direction, right. and that wasn't all directions, right? You know, I could get to your house, and that was about it, right? And so, and and I brought up at the time. That say what you want, but all those places, even those places that, you listen, that could open up, um, where Joe, where Joe, where Lakewood could not, they were all private entities that you know people are paying their after tax dollars to fund the support. Which the, and, the, and the problem that I had was the major facilities that were inside the city that were funded by public funds to create and funded by public funds to support ta- our tax dollars. That were not open, that were fully functional and had the capacity and the resources to do so, but just were not. Like, and nobody was holding those the 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 government, you know, accountable for the fact is why we pay for these. I mean, the convention center was open, but then you had the Reliant again, Center, you had the Reliant Arena. How you had are you them. getting there? Um, I don't know, but I mean, like, but, but that, this is one of those we talked about it when we talked about the deep freeze uh-huh. infrastructure. Is well, local matters mm-hmm. when it comes to support, like especially with flooding. You know, you can't get across town. No, you know, we couldn't have got from where we were to Lakewood, uh-huh. even if we had wanted to go there and help, uh-huh. or needed to go there for shelter, right. We couldn't do it. No. We couldn't have got to the stadiums. We couldn't have got downtown. I mean, I was surprised when they said the convention center was open because so much of downtown flooded. Right. Anyway, I do have a lot of stuff that Osteen does that I don't agree with. Right. I've listened. uh, I went a couple times on Wednesday nights where he doesn't speak. Uh And he had a couple of his, like, associate pastors speaking. They were phenomenal. Right. But I've listened to his channel on satellite and listened to some of his sermons and such. And I don't love the prosperity gospel. Uh It's because it's not God will provide you with what you need. It's God will make you rich as long as you give me money first. Right. And so there's something disingenuous about it. I will give the guy this. 
he very much will admit that he is more motivational speaker than, than preacher. true preacher. Right. And that's why he has other pastors to do the actual preaching. Right. And so I can't, like, the guy is, he doesn't hide what he is. No, but the, the thing is this, is that um, he's not the only one that does it. No. The, 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 the thing is, is that prosperous means you have what you need. You take everything care of. The thing is, is that. Just I feel so, like prosperous is over and above what well, you need. Yeah, well, and, and, and then it goes by, it depends on also the definition. People have their own thing with it. But I, I what I'm trying what I'm to get with it get, is, is the fact that, and for people to understand, my background is, is such that as a minister, I had ministers as, that, as mentors growing up, and I've crossed several denominations across the board with it my entire life. That's been the backdrop of my life as Brian has gotten to know me with, with that. So regardless of what the prosperity message from any pastor that preaches, there is no replacement, and the Bible is clear about it, that it says literally faith without works is dead. Yeah, you could have belief that things are going to work out fine, but you're still going to have to put some sweat equity into what you're doing. Jesus still had to walk from town to town. <laughs> right? You know, the fish of five loaves, even though it was a miracle, somebody had to go find the kid with the fish and the five loaves, right? There was, there's still like, you know, there, the guys, Luke was a physician. There was, everybody had trades. They were all going out there and working. See, a man diligent in his work was there before kings and that before me, man, but he's had to be diligent in his work. You're not just given that just like, oh, it's just awesome and everything is, is raining the cash. That's not how that works. That's how none of that works, all right? And, and although I, you know, making somebody feel good is one thing, but I'd rather make you feel good to feel motivated to go out and do something and get it done, not just simply God's just going to reach down from heaven and just throw some money in the career you want, and you're just being disingenuous and playing on people's feelings and emotions and making them feel otherwise. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that statement, but I'm just just being honest. Listen, what did we say when we started this? We were going to be honest, right? We're not gonna, we're not gonna feed any of y'all bullshit. Well, we might, because factually correct isn't our thing, but we're not gonna just blatantly make stuff up. We'll no. just misremember a lot, right? And I, we're I, good I, at that. And please understand, <laughs> I have, I like, I, I have actually met Joel Osteen. I met his dad. Like you know, my 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 pastor who was a mentor, God rest his soul. It was a top mentor of mine, you know, we actually ran in those circles growing up, right? So it was, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot there with, like, I have nothing but love for Osteen, Lakewood, the whole bit, and pastors that are actually out there going in there and doing the work. I have no hate, animosity, or anything like that. I'm just of this old mindset that I've watched this since about, since I was 20, where there's the whole shift towards making money and completely and having a whole bunch of like having a big bank account, but have but not really focus on character. And so people have all this the people trying to chase and have this money, but have a character that's not what it's worth less than a penny and wonder why God's not why things aren't just unfolding for them the way that they want to. Look, the reality is that, you know, the the rules that, that are purported in the Bible apply to people whether or not they actually love God or not. There's no substitute for work. This is part of actually, you look at everybody that's uh, that's uh, patriarch in the Bible. They all were doing something. It wasn't just 
It just dropped on them. Nothing happens that way. So now that we've gotten our kind of serious bit out. Right, I know. I, I want to go back to this church I was telling you about with the funding for Israel. Oh, yes. Is, yes. So they had another thing going on. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, exactly. <laughs> no, no, you are right on point. Oh, Jesus is right. They were claiming that they are monitoring, what is it, Mount Mount Olives? Mount Olive? Mount Olive, is it Israel? Yeah, right. They were monitoring it. Because? Because they will they will be filming when Jesus comes back. <laughs> now, I'm, that I'm thinking, so hold on, hold yeah. on. What I'm thinking is that they have an office there, a local affiliate, if you will. They have, like, every city's weather team has, and they have a sky cam on the top of their building, right? They have one pointed at Mount Olive. And so, yes, they will, in fact, catch it. Okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> I want you to think this through, okay? Uh -huh. Jesus returns. Uh -huh. Now, there's an assumption here that it's not he's born and grows up and then we find out he's Jesus. You know, like he did the first time. No, no. It's the triumphant return that the Bible talks about. Right. Like, the assumption is he's coming back as 33-year-old Jesus. I mean... That died on the cross and rose... Yeah, that dude. Yeah, that dude. That's the Jesus we're anticipating coming back. Right. Now, could you imagine the news networks gathered around Mount Olives? Mount Olive. I don't know why I keep making it plural. Because it's... It has to have olives on there. So. Right, right, right. Uh. And just like, do, does that break in? Do we get a CNN special report? Wolf Blitzer is monitoring the situation as well, the Messiah has appeared. Well, I mean, it, it, this is what this. Who gets the first interview? Is it like a press conference situation? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What can you tell us about Revelations? Is it all real? Like, like really? Like. We're in Revelations right now. That's me showing up. That's literally like, that's like, I, like you know, like actually playtime's over. Like, what about the rapture, Jesus? Is it like Thanos' snap? Like we're in, like we're in the midst of doing this right now. <laughs> like, like if like if I notice none of you have disappeared. So like so 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 if you're talking to me. So if you're talking to me, that means that you didn't make the cut. You're going to be there for you. There's, there's, there's that waiting period. So y'all going to have to wait. You got to make it through this tribulation. And then those of y'all that do make it, y'all going to get up there. But y'all wonder what I was going to. I'm about to say this because I can't believe some because because this they're not the only ones. That's the church is not the only one that's done this foolishness like that. But again, earlier in the week, actually earlier today, I wrote. I, I wrote on my Facebook page that, you know, the way things are now in society, you know, it's, that it's quite, it's quite obvious that uh, reading and listening comprehension is a lost skill. Okay. <laughs> All right. Literally, um, and this, this situation is proof of that. Because, like, if you read the Bible for yourself, that all of them are supposed to be Bible thumping believers, right? Saying, so they're supporting this organization for Israel and all that. Okay. The way the Bible talks about Jesus' return, 
you won't need a satellite because everybody gonna know that this dude is like back, right? It's like this whole one part, like every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Like, like what part of that don't like you don't need a satellite? So because everybody will know. So that you he's mean back. to tell me Anderson Cooper is not going to be the one that lets me know? Like everybody, no, Jesus showing up, let like everybody will know. Like that's literally if if it, if if. If I'm going to believe that it's all true and this is what's going to happen, then I won't need social media to tell me or the CNN or Fox or anybody else like that because I'm just going to be looking up and there's like greatness coming down. Like, and it's really going to be like, I did what I was supposed to do and I'm going to, I'm going to make the cut or. Or I got messed up. Or they're going to play us this episode of the podcast and be like, uh, yeah, guys, uh, stick around. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we need some way to entertain folk during tribulation. Like, oh, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least get, like, okay, then, Lord, can we negotiate for purgatory? Not go all the way to hell. Can we just have purgatory? I don't know. I don't think purgatory is particularly pleasant either. No, but purgatory versus hell? Also, purgatory becomes heaven. I mean, that's true. It is uh, all relative. I mean, yeah, you know, but I mean, so I'm just saying, though, I, I, I like, but, but I mean, people, people really, really, I mean, read the book. <laughs> I mean, just read, just, I mean, read a book. Read a book. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> let's start with that. If you haven't read one in a while, do that. But then like with this mess here, that's foolishness. That's foolish to see. That's the reason why, like, see, there's, like, I'm about to piss off some more people. That's the reason why there's believers, actual ones, and then there's the Christians, right? The, the believers are the ones that actually believe, like, legitimately, like, because, see, because it'll be in your lifestyle and the way that you carry some of your act, not the Sididi nonsense. Like, I gave $1,000 to the... By the way, Sididi? Yeah. Not a term I knew before this week. <laughs> Until you used it. Yeah. On a Facebook post, and I, I had to look it up. I'm yeah. Like, what in the hell is Sidney? Like, I thought you, like, typoed silly. Yeah. I'm like, what is he talking about? Right. Do you want to explain what Sidney is? Sidney is, like, it's, it's a way. For the white folks? It's a black way of saying, you know, someone is snobby. You know, it's a, it's, it's saying that they, 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 they are smelling themselves. They are arrogant. Right, you know, and 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 you saw it play. If you go to my page, you see it play out because someone did take issue with the fact they disagreed with my thing about chess and checkers and all of that. Because my whole synopsis of my point was, because you got to know what game that you're playing and play accordingly to, and play it accordingly. Because if you're not playing checkers, if you're not, if you're not playing chess. And when you're playing checkers, chess piece is not going to help you. The main mistake that people like, regardless of what type of, <laughs> because well, you got to know what you're playing and bring what you need to win the game, <laughs> like and and leave that at that. Who's been told is in order to like it's important to know strategy, and that it really is important. But here's the thing, though: with everything, there's strategy. Even with music, there's strategy. There's a ton of notes out there, but. Organized correctly, but for at least takes certain notes to make it sound a particular way. That's strategy, because it's not Mozart's number nine. 
I'm talking about the symphony so late. So, so I was, that's all I'm saying. That's that's all they know. So that's all that the bean about did you anyway. I'm sorry. I got so, so we covered issues. we covered some football. Yes, and we covered a little light blasphemy. Yes, a li- yes. We 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 kept it relatively under control. Yeah, I know. You know, because I dig. I have plenty of shovels. <laughs> Most of them for like you know, Brad's giving me to protect so, my marriage. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I need to give you an actual shovel. So, for a little bit of background, Elliot, um, if you don't know this, his mouth will get ahead of his brain most of the time. Not sometimes. Most of the time. And he'll start saying things that I'm like, "Uh, buddy, you're going to piss off everybody around you. And most especially your wife. And then you're going to double down. You're just going to keep digging deeper. Yep. And so when he starts to do this, I just say shovel. Uh-huh. Now, theoretically, the idea behind the shovel call is that Elliot immediately shuts up. Uh-huh. In practice, that never happens. Nah. It just never happens. Nope. So we covered about half the page of my quick hit topics, and we're an hour in. Uh-huh. So at this point... Here's what I want to say. Thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast is one of those things. You can catch us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a podcast spot that you listen to and we're not on it, let us know. We'll do our best to get listed. Make sure you follow our Facebook page and like us on Twitter at this underscore those. We will see you next time when we work our way through the second half of my list of quick hits. Mm-hmm.